It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, the Vice President of Athletics takes you inside the goings-on at USF. We even break a little news from time to time. Now with this week's guest, here's Michael. Well, on this week's edition of Bull Speed Ahead, we're honored to have a special guest, a, a true bull because he's a bull alum and, and supportive of us, but he's now obviously one of the greatest uh, directors of the Sports Commission and the president of our Tampa Bay Sports Commission is none other than Rob Higgins. So, Rob, thanks for joining us today. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Michael. Well, you know, part of it besides just being able to, you know, salute you for all the great things you do for for Tampa Bay and obviously for, for, for USF, it's just really exciting and interesting to see not only what we've accomplished together this year, but things in the past a little bit and certainly a lot of things that we hope to do in the future. And you're right in the middle of a uh, of uh, helping set up a bid process during the NCAA that that, that you're helping guide guide the ship on. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. But maybe first off, obviously our, our most recent collaboration as an athletic department with your sports commission is the uh, NCAA volleyball championships, which seem to get uh, just great uh, accolades at every turn. But maybe just hit on the high notes of that relationship, the high notes of your accomplishments uh, and our co- accomplishments as a community. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for the incredible partnership. Um, you guys are such valued members of Team Tampa Bay, but I think it probably is a little unheralded in terms of your role as a host institution uh with us what some folks may not know is when you put in a bid for an ncaa championship um, they really want to make sure that you have a strong host host institution in place that can serve uh, a variety of different hats you know everything from compliance to helping out um with some of the ticketing operations to uh sports information and slash communications to game management there's a lot of different things that they go into it and it really starts in addition with making sure you have a fantastic facility and facility partner it's making sure you've got a great host institution so i think you know our relationship with you guys uh has been so strong over the years and has really played into our success and not only being awarded these events but then also making sure that we host them at a high level and then naturally get them back and so you referenced the ncaa volleyball championship this past December it was really 14 years in the making. We hadn't had the opportunity to host since 2009. And so uh, to see the success there with record attendance, uh, record viewership, I'll hit on both those quickly. No crowd has ever been bigger for an indoor volleyball match at the collegiate level than the ones that we had both for the semifinals and then the, the championship. So over 19,700 people attended the championship and then from a viewership perspective it was the most watched college volleyball match in history as well so nearly two million people watched that championship which was broadcast on abc for the very first time so certainly would not have been able to be possible without the strong relationship uh we have with you and your team uh and then all of team tampa bay so we really our hat goes off to to you guys as well as the entire community for really stepping up and showing the ncaa and and the entire college volleyball world just what it means to us what an incredible event and those accolades and those uh those accomplishments you listed out speak for themselves um and again we're grateful as an institution to when you see that many viewers on that national telecast and to have Tampa Bay's name in the end zones there, to have the USF logo on that court, 
uh, getting that kind of exposure is just a, a great shot in the arm for us as an institution. So uh, we, we really appreciate it. And as you said, what a great year for volleyball and what a perfect time to have it all culminate here, right here in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, the um, one thing I did want to just reference too is like, because I don't want to lose sight of it, is that Road to Tampa Bay Invitational that we partnered with you guys on to launch the season. You know, when we did a similar event in 2009, we had about 5,000 people attend. Hmm. And then this year, uh, when we started the season, uh, both at Amelie Arena in August and then at the Yingling Center a night later, compared to that 5,000, we had over 13,000 people attend. So you look at the strength of your volleyball program, where it's headed, uh, as well as, you know, the passion that people have for volleyball in general. That was just the perfect, you know, launch point for the season. And to have the season start here and end here was really special. So sorry to interrupt you, but but definitely wanted mm-hmm. to, to mention that. It was awesome partnering uh, with Coach Shepardson uh, and then also bringing in three other great programs in Florida, Penn State, and Georgia Tech as well. So um, we like to do things great from from both a start and all the way through the season and efficient finish standpoint. So I just, did just want to mention that as well. No, I'm so glad you did. It's often overlooked on different events that you bring to town. Obviously have months or years of lead-in that leads into organizing trips from the, uh, you know, the group, uh, the event owner that's coming into town obviously creates sometimes events like the one you described with the road to tampa bay invitational that uh, uh gives us a chance and in our case selfishly at the at usf gives us a chance to play against opponents that we might not be able to schedule otherwise and that certainly got our season off to a great start to at least even though we didn't get a victory against georgia tech or, or florida we, we we had great matches and pushed them to the the nth degree and it allowed our our players i think to gain a lot of confidence realizing they could play against the country's uh, best so uh, we appreciate appreciate that but before we get in some other um, kind of events that that that, that you do and, and to bring people here uh, kind of fresh uh, from your staff's work uh, in recent weeks was the uh, I think it's the 10th annual you'll correct me if I'm wrong but the, the sneaker soiree that you and and the sports commission have been the brainchild of and have really done a great way to salute so many uh things uh you can talk about the event a little bit uh, here in a minute but just from our standpoint we just are grateful for the way you involve us it was a great showcase to have both coach Golish and uh, byron brown be able to uh, be a part of the programming be able to show that we as you mentioned are, are, are key parts of team tampa bay and all the different franchises you get to get to salute but maybe let's talk about how the event's gone and how it's grown and and and, and what your whole vision for it was and how that's coming to fruition over these 10 years yeah so we we've actually been doing it for 12 now michael do you try to yeah, get us two extra but yeah 12 yeah. 12th annual this past year it started off i'll tell you as a sports business award show for the community our version of the the espies and what we did is we gave out all these different awards from you know facility of the year to general manager of the year and coach of the year and and then we told like one human interest story and what we realized is um coming out of that night you know 75 of our closest friends uh lost an award and like 10 or 12 won an award and so we figured out and then all anybody could talk about was the one human interest story so moving on to year two and beyond we figured out be much more smart and much more appropriate to to really focus on the inspiring uh stories that were happening happening in our community every year and it be less about winning and losing in awards and whatnot and so 
we really turned the page from there and the event has been a huge success. It's our primary off the field signature event that brings all of Team Tampa Bay together from you guys to the Lightning, to the Bucks, to the Rays, to the Rowdies, um, as well as so many others. And it's really a special night where we honor so many great and inspiring stories in our community. We always have a signature panel that takes place as part of it. Uh, this year, it included uh, Byron Brown, as well as Josh Lowe from the Rays, Nick Paul from the Lightning, um, and then KJ Briff from the Bucks. And we have a lot of fun with it. Sarah Walsh, a national broadcaster who's from Tampa originally, uh, helped him see that panel. But it was just an awesome night. And Coach Golish, we did a Q&A with as well they were both a big hit i'll just tell you what i would share from an anecdotal standpoint is there were so many bulls in the room and certainly when there's been you know leaner years in terms of the energy and enthusiasm around the the program you maybe don't hear the bulls uh crowd as much um but it was you know 600 650 strong and when coach was speaking you could hear a pin drop when he got done with his answers People raved about it. When Byron was up there, people were super into it. And you can just sense this energy around your football program and all your programs right now where people are genuinely excited and Team Tampa Bay is uh, is rallying around you guys. And I just I think so many people noticed that, mentioned that to me after the event. Um, I spent a few minutes with Byron after I mean, I'm sorry, before leading into the panel. And uh, he, you could tell he just loves being a part of Team Tampa Bay and was so, you know, supportive of the event and thought it was a great event. And we're, we're looking forward to having him back hopefully next year as well as Coach Golish. Well, we appreciate that inclusion. And, and hey, how many places can, uh, can, can you know, in the, in the college setting, can you be a part of a, a great event like, like what you put on with the Sneaker Store Way, be around all the professional athletes, be amongst the great coaches that we have here in Tampa Bay sports overall and, and that's 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 pretty special. So we appreciate uh, Bulls Nation uh, being a part of your program and, and, and supporting us. But uh, a really great evening. So congratulations on, on, on that. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, you used to give away different awards at that event like best facilities, so on, so forth and so on. As you well know, we, we've been in a real growth spurt here, um, just having opened the, uh, uh, you know, the Porter Family Indoor Performance Facility last year. Now being able to announce great, which which doesn't host events per se outside of uh, smaller ones, it's mainly a training facility. But as we've now launched, uh, you know, concrete plans for the new on-campus stadium in a couple of years, um, you know, that's going to open up some things that that whether we get them this time around or in the future, it's going to open up a whole bunch of things. But but talk to us from your prism, not so much as a as a as a bull, but more so as a as a leading. Uh, you know, sports, uh, you know, sports commission operator in this country, uh, what this 35,000 seat stadium will will do for our overall portfolio here in, in Tampa Bay facilities to go get events and bring people here to Tampa. Oh, it's huge. I, I think the addition of the on-campus stadium fills a humongous void in our community in terms of the facility portfolio that we have. I mean, if you you think about it, if we are going after events that are in that, let's say, you know, 25,000 to 45,000 attendance range, what happens is we either would have to go to your USF on-campus soccer stadium, let's call it 2,500 seats, or go to Ray J at 65,000 seats. So if there's 
if there's events that fall in that middle classification, we're either trying to convince an event operator to leave, you know, 25,000 people at home or to play in front of 20 to 25,000 empty seats. So it's really this sweet spot, again, a huge void in terms of what our current facilities are. So we're, we're excited about it. I mean, it's something that every day we're brainstorming potential events that we can go after once you're online and ready to roll. Um, and it's one of those things that we think is going to be a huge win for our community. So certainly we'll, we'll talk here about NCA related events because that's what we can do most for, for first and foremost as a division one rep institution and working in concert with you. But uh, as you mentioned, with that kind of sweet spot, you know, obviously to some extent there's concerts that can kind of fit into that void. Uh, but even, um, you know, talk a little bit about you know, soccer events, uh, obviously, that might find that find the right sweet spot on that. You've done so many international, you know, either US, against the United States or international friendlies. Um, just talk about how your relationship with some of those groups go and, and, and how you're able to bring events to Tampa Bay in general and how this might serve that. Well, soccer specifically has been a huge part of the fabric of our community. And I think one of the things that's been challenging has been on the facility side because of not having necessarily like the right sized venue for where um, a good majority of soccer events fall. I mean, you look at the new MLS buildings around the country, they're built in that similar size range to what you guys are talking about. Some of them are in that 20, 25, 30,000 seat range. And so um, to be able to have a venue coming online that can be able to be marketed uh, to soccer stakeholders from around not only the country, but the world to potentially play it is is awesome. It's a new tool for our, our toolbox and something that we're certainly going to work to leverage. We've been fortunate to have a great relationship uh, with U.S. soccer as well as other entities that would you know fall into that range. And certainly it's something that we're going to do to make sure that we leverage it as, as best as possible. But looking past soccer, lacrosse, I think certainly um with the uh launch of your program that makes a tremendous amount of sense uh not only from a women's standpoint but from for men's as well and one of those things that we're going to look at key events from that from that angle concerts you mentioned rugby you know field hockey you name it i think as long as it fits in that building we're going to do everything we can to go after it i think the sports commission in general probably gets uh the most um, you know, awareness or, or love in the community when it comes to our big events, you know, probably one, two a year. You think about the, the NCAA volleyballs of the world, the Frozen Fours, the Super Bowls, those things. But a lot of people don't realize our bread and butter is also the youth and amateur sports tourism market. Um, this past year, we hosted about 100 events. Those 100 events generated over 250,000 hotel visitor room nights. Those are multiple people staying in that in those hotel rooms. They're spending money not only in our hotels, but in our shops and our restaurants. And we're only going to be as good as our places to play in terms of our competition venues that we have in recruiting those events. So the addition of, of this one is huge and something that's going to be instrumental for our next chapter when it comes to recruiting and hosting events right here in our hometown. You know, we're, I, I agree, and it's uh, so exciting to think about the p potential that we have there. And I think people, uh, I mean, I've expressed to the people, people know you, you're you're a 
well-known celeb here in the sports scene in, in Tampa Bay, but uh, let's uh, not go too far, Michael. Yeah, come on. It's, it's <laughs> true. Says celeb, it means it's, 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 it's true. Sense, but thank you. It's true. But when you think about, I mean, when when we had a chance to work together here at USF long ago, um, you you were running all the facilities and events here, uh, so you know all of our ins and outs, and we've obviously grown a lot a lot since then. What people don't know is that, or not enough people know, is that even as a uh, high school student, you were a manager here for our basketball program, and that continued on through your whole college career as a bull. But uh, we just had a very special weekend, as as you well know, and, and our fans know that we had two not only two wins for our men's and women's basketball team this weekend in big conference matches, but we're able to have alumni back for for both of those uh, events and 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 you obviously as a former manager were part of that. So just talk about what that weekend was like for you to be able to see some of your uh, guys that you used to work with and serve uh, uh, in your time as a student. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, even dating back to the age of probably seven, eight years old, I was a ball kid for the men's basketball program. Once I got too old to do that, they, they <laughs> made me a student manager uh, and was really a, a manager for eight years, my four years of high school and then four years of college before moving to administration and working the facilities and events like you, you shared. But I really grew up around the, the basketball program, you know, the Coach Pascal era uh, and getting a chance this weekend to not only see him, his entire coaching staff uh, was there and got a chance to to catch up with them to a lot of the great players from that era. Gary Alexander looked like at one point in the movement center, I was standing um, somewhat underneath the basket, and I started to fear for my life that Gary Alexander <laughs> was going to drop a shoulder and and dunk on somebody like he used to back in the Sundome <laughs> days. Um, to Bobby Russell and Greg Summers and Vince Hyatt, uh, Chucky strolled in as well, and, and I know was there for the game too. And then you know BB Walden from Seth Greenberg's era, which I had a chance to work with Seth and his staff. Uh, for four years, too, to some of the more recent guys. It was just great the way, uh, you know, Coach and I know Joey and you and everybody brought everybody together. That doesn't happen at other programs. I loved uh, Coach's message related to us not being former Bulls, but being forever Bulls. I think that really hit home with a, a lot of guys. And it's just great to catch up and meet some of their families who I hadn't met with. Um, it's always a, a little weird because I have a feeling like based off my manager uh, relationship with them, they're going to ask me to either do a load of laundry for them or <laughs> get them a cup of water. Get a snack real quick. Yeah. To do. But, uh, or, or wipe up a sweat spot or whatever it may be. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people don't know I'm actually the the leading all time, both rebounding and assist from just the amount of shagging I did uh, <laughs> over the years for all these guys. But it, it was just fun share a lot of laughs and stories. At one point I was in a conversation where it felt like we were back at the dorm because there was an argument over whether or not a guy could still average double digits in college or not. A guy that's 50 <laughs> years old, by the way, thinks he could still average, uh, you know, double digits in college, but you, you know, you just get the banter and the camaraderie and it's really special that you guys do this. It's something that uh, I know everybody really appreciates and, and the more you do it, I can tell you, the more folks are going to end up coming back and and be a part of it. Well, we were very grateful for you being there, and it was so nice to see all those forever bulls there, as as you mentioned. So, as we get to kind of closing this this out, we've talked a lot about the the new facility. We've talked about what you what you do. We're in the middle of a uh, 
we'll call it a bid process, I guess, that the NSA conducts for the next, I think, four years, but you'll explain it better than I. But uh, talk about, in that answer, ones that we already know we have that we're working together on in the next couple of years. We've got some first, second round, some other sports, and then what we anticipate bidding on, uh, some with the new stadium and some with things that we already have. So maybe just talk about how the you know timeliness of this, of this interview and your appearance on this podcast really revolves around the uh, competition we're getting ready to enter with other cities in the NCAA bid process. Absolutely. So already awarded in the next couple of years, we have the 2025 NCAA Women's Final Four. That's our fourth time hosting. We hosted in 2008, 2015, 2019. Uh, you guys have been a huge part of it uh, every step of the way, dating back to our very first presentation in 2003 uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, to the Women's Basketball Committee. And from there, we awarded the 2008 event, and we're so fortunate to have it coming back a record fourth time. Uh, Really, both mine and your mentor, Leonard Levy, uh, always had the saying that he ingrained in, in each of us that if they like us, they'll leave us. If they love us, they'll come back. And so to have the Women's Final Four coming back a record fourth time is is really special and something that we're gearing up for. The NCAA actually came in town for the sneaker soiree. We unveiled our 2025 NCAA Women's Final Four logo at it. Uh, and then we've had planning meetings since then. So I know it seems like April of 2025 is a really long way away. The reality is it'll be here before we know it, and it's something that we're already knee-deep in, in getting ready for it with how big of an event the Women's Final Four uh, has become. So we're gearing up for it. In 2026, we host the NCAA men's basketball first and second rounds. Uh, March Madness has been a huge part of our community. Uh, there's nothing better, I could say, than – getting those four games going and having the upsets rolling and certainly the tradition that takes place with that event. And we're really excited to have it coming back in 2026. You mentioned the bid process. It's a two-year bid process in 2027 and 2028. Um, we certainly are working to get everything pulled together and submitted here really in these next, in this next week or two. Um, in terms of events, the NCAA Volleyball Championship is right at the top of the list of uh, events that we want to make sure that we pursue. Having it that 14-year gap uh, in hosting from our first time to our second, we want to do everything we can to make sure uh, we get it back as quick as possible to build on the momentum from a record standpoint. Um, the NCAA Track and Field, uh, the Outdoor Track and Field Regional is an event that's worked well uh, with you guys. That's certainly one we're taking another hard look at. And then an event that we have not hosted previously, but that we've been studying in recent years that could make a lot of sense uh, at the on-campus stadium is the FCS championship. And so uh, our teams have been um, in great dis discussion and conversation with that. Certainly, it's been a learning process from our end to make sure we're um, you know, really studying the event and putting our community in the best position possible to be successful. Uh, but the conversations there have been great. Uh, we continue to pull together the information needed to be able to submit a bid for it. Uh, it's an event, if you're not, if for those listeners that aren't familiar, it's been very successful in Texas over the years. Uh, but we certainly wanna look to see about the feasibility of potentially hosting, if not in this bid cycle, in, uh, in an ensuing bid cycle uh, in the near future. So a lot of different 
uh, irons in the fire. Those are just the ones with it that you guys uh, serve as the host institution on. But certainly the NCAA men's frozen four is a big passion point for us as well, as well as a handful of division two championships that we work with the University of Tampa on. So uh, a lot of bids due here coming up. Certainly our team's really focused on it, uh, as well as some of the other events, non-NCAA events that we're working through. We actually have uh, Royal Rumble this past weekend with WWE, who's been a great partner. And then we've got the Savannah Bananas coming in a, in a couple weeks as well. So no rest for the weary, but certainly <laughs> we're having a great time and enjoying every second of, of uh, continuing to showcase how our community is the best place to host sporting events on the entire planet. Man, you just described you described a lot of different cool things that some, sometimes our community might take it for granted to realize how how fortunate we are to have so many events. We're already blessed with these colleges, we're blessed with these pro teams, and then to have the great events that the sports commission is able to encourage and and bring here to town with what you just rattled off is just uh, incredible. So we're grateful. So in summary, remember folks, just in 2025, women's basketball final four already solidified. Uh, and then in 2026, the men's basketball first and second round at Emily Arena for sure. And then many, many, many things to bid on and stay stay posted to. And even though it's not in a facility on campus, as we also build beach volleyball, Rob, I know it's typically held in maybe the Mobile, you know, Alabama area or even out in California. But maybe with, even in concert with our friends in Pinellas County or who knows, we could we could find a way to get the beach volleyball championships at some point in the in the future now that we've got a program here at USF uh, starting as well. Uh, yeah, I like where your head's at. <laughs> well, Rob, again, we can't thank you enough for all you do for our community, for your alma mater, uh, and just being the the kind of leader that 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 we we value and appreciate so so much here. Um, we say often, and I certainly say often, that we we're, we we have the best sports commission in the country. I say that uh, subjectively and objectively, having been living in different parts of the community and uh, different parts of the country, frankly, and and uh, nobody does it better than Team Tampa Bay. So thanks for your leadership. Thanks for your support of USF. And thanks for joining us on Bull Speed Ahead. I do want to mention one more thing. I don't think it's got the attention that it deserves. I will say this, because I have not heard it mentioned. There's not a lot of people that we're talking about uh coach Golish or amir when it came to those coaching searches they weren't at the top of all the public prognostication lists but they were at the top of your list thankfully mm -hmm. and the uh you know the transition the evolution the transformation of both of those programs as quickly as they've turned here both from a football standpoint and men's basketball standpoint by hiring the right people and you leading that charge has been incredible and I think it needs more attention, I'm trying to say it from the rooftops. Uh, they Again, they may not have been on, on everybody else's list on Twitter or anybody, anyplace else, but the fact that you got it right, you hired these guys with conviction, and they have turned these programs on a freaking dime is so impressive and so appreciated. I say it as an alum. I say it as you know, a person in the community. The energy, uh, the excitement around USF is at an all-time high right now, and it's really special. I would just encourage everybody to get involved and rally around these programs and all the other programs because you guys have something really special happening on Fowler Avenue right now. Well, you're extremely kind to say that. We're awfully proud of our uh, head coaching uh, roster from top to bottom right now, and obviously uh, uh, Alex and, and Amir are, are proud new new members of that, and we we appreciate their their leadership and, and early success. So, 
Thank you, Rob, and uh, we'll we'll see you soon. So go Bulls. Go Bulls.